Hello, everyone, and welcome to What a Pitch, the podcast where people pitch made-up movies brought to you by the Pandering Talk channel. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Cutler, and I'm joined by my other host. Don't ask him about the time he went to uh, Albania for vacation. Don't even think about it. It's Sean Dangler. (laughs) Hi, Sean. How's it going? Thank you. Albania? Wait, what does that do? What's this in reference to? Nothing. Nothing. I'm just going to Albania. I just, people should not ask you about the time you went to Albania. <laughs> I appreciate it. Now both the podcast, both the podcasts I'm on. Now my hosts get to uh, introduce me to me doing something else. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just think what happens in Albania stays in Albania. Okay, fair enough. That's how. Especially it- when it's a coke fueled rage murder fest. Yeah, uh, my type of party. <laughs> All right, but. <laughs> Someone who's here not for a Cokefield Rage murder <laughs> fest. He's the front man for Kickstart the Sun, who just put out a new album called Nightmare Land, which you can find pretty much anywhere you stream music. He also does weird stuff on social media, but not really. It's Justin Kunkel. Hi, Justin. <laughs> Hello. Howdy. How's, How's it going? Good. How are you? It's doing well. I'm good. Quite well. Sweet. Doing okay. Yeah. I'm really curious about this Cokefield vacation, but I won't... Uh, I won't ask. Yeah, I said I'm... don't ask him. I didn't ask. I made a yeah, general statement in reference about to it. it. <laughs> You're, you are legally binded from talking about it. Still sniffing from it. <laughs> the coke sniffs. Yeah, the coke sniffs. That's that's all of us cocaine addicts. We get those coke sniffs. <laughs> I do remember. Um, oh crap! Who who played Princess Leia? That's um Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher. She like, I mean, she was huge anti-trumper uh person i think i say huge cocaine person <laughs> well she was also a huge cocaine person well everyone knew that though that she was a he huge was cocaine queuing person. it up um but she was asked one time like she was like or like some she was in doing an interview and she was like yeah of course trump used to do cocaine and they're like really he's like she's like yeah he's got the sniffles like <laughs> like like she like, and she's like speaking as a former coke head yeah <laughs> exactly so funny uh sean i don't know if it'll surprise you but uh i don't have i don't have any prompts i'm a terrible host i'm terrible <laughs> that's all terrible right at this. we can't be our best alice <laughs> That's that's okay. I'll just be a terrible guest, and that way it'll all even yeah, out, you know. Make Dan really feel better. Scales. <laughs> well, at least you two are pretty. So. Oh, thank you. You're pretty too, Dan. On on the inside. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm shit on the inside as, no, as well. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a regular old piece of doo doo. <laughs> yeah. I realized that um, this is not NFTs, but kind of related. Uh, we were at Target this last weekend, me and my wife, and you can only buy a pack of trading cards, like whether it's like sports or Pokemon, basically. And I was like, I knew it was hot, but I didn't know it was like that hot right now. Yeah, it, yeah, I actually, that is, um, I mean, as everyone who listens to this podcast will know, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am quite up to date with the uh, trading card uh, fiasco that's going on right now in the world yeah uh, um it's act it's be- it's actually because so like early into quarantine uh like 
it's like uh like influencers were like oh i need to get in like make youtube videos because i can't really like go out and make tiktoks or whatever mm. uh and i think it was logan paul god damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was i think it was one of the paul brothers who was Doesn't like again. <laughs> yeah who was doing this thing where it basically what it was is that people like people like regular people just watching him at home like us mm. would pay him to to own a pack of pokemon cards he like went out and bought like a bunch of pokemon packs of pokemon cards and he was like i have you know a hundred packs you know if you pay that pay me this much money you will own this pack but you don't actually own <laughs> so the like cards i think no, adopt no, you do. A, adopt a pack of cards. No, yeah. From Logan so, Paul. <laughs> well, and sometimes it is like that. You don't own it. You he just like I think Logan Paul actually did this where you don't own the card. He keeps the cards, but he says your name. Like, oh, this pack was sponsored by Oh fuck this that. <laughs> and and I'm over here. And like Well, yeah, but like but literally like the first time he did that, he pulled a Charizard card that was worth like that's worth like like ten thousand dollars really? or something like that. yeah literally the first time he did that uh in quarantine and because of that it's just exploded and like tons of influencers and youtubers are just doing that now wow see yeah it'd be my luck that i'd do that and like the first card i pull out is like a fucking energy card <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's like oh man colorless energy card <laughs> i know <laughs> Yeah, that was my childhood. Like every time we got Pokemon cards, my older brother would always get these really dope cards. So I'd be sitting there with like a handful of like whack ass weak potions and <laughs> energies. He'd be over here pulling out like Ho 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 Oh and Lugia and like the first edition Charizards, and I'm like, No, mom, he's cheating. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I was, was a my yeah my my brother has our pokemon cards that we like collected <laughs> and he's like asked me he's like yeah man do you, like what do you want to do i'm like i don't know and he's like talking about where to sell them I'm like i have no idea even where you sell them like is there a pokemon <laughs> site to sell them on or whatever they might not be worth anything either but i thought we had a couple good ones could be i don't know check out like what is it tcg traders or whatever is that what it is like, yeah sell them on so. there yeah. yeah they sell like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff well, this episode brought to you by tcgtraders.com. <laughs> Did you collect Pokemon cards 20 years ago when you were a child and don't do anything with them anymore? Well, great. You have a place to resell them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's your time. Um, I, I I mean, I also collected Pokemon cards a lot when I was young. I never played the game. Did you guys ever play the game or did, did you just get the cards? Uh, yes, I I actually I didn't play it in person, but I bought the um, Game Boy game that was the Pokemon trading card game, <laughs> oh, and, wow. and I yeah. beat that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I didn't actually play it in person. I just played it on a, on the uh, the video game. But that was the first time I learned um, don't leave electronics out in the extreme cold because I left it outside like in the winter or something, and my game like I, it corrupted the game basically, and I had to restart. Dang. Yeah, learned that lesson hard back in, I don't know, oh, oh, three, oh, two. I don't know oh, what it was. Back in 99. Yeah, back in 99. <laughs> yeah, I never played the trading card game because when we started getting into Pokemon, like Yu Gi Oh cards also came out, mm. like not many years after that, and it was a lot 
I don't know if it was easier if we were just older at the time when we were like trying to learn how to play the game. Plus, there was like the show, yeah, to go like reference, and so we kind of like played like the show at first, and then we played Yu-Gi-Oh cards once we learned the rule books. But like when Pokemon came out, when we first got our first pack of Pokemon cards, I was like six or seven years old, you know, and I was like, I don't know how to fucking play with this. It's just Pokemon. I like looking at them. They're on the TV. I got me a damn Jigglypuff. I'm trying to go. But like I, I still to this day have no idea how to play Pokemon the trading card game. I'll play Yu-Gi-Oh though. I, I play Yu-Gi-Oh all day long. Nice. All, all I remember from Yu-Gi-Oh was trap cards. That's all I remember. Trap like I don't know, man. It's just a, Shadow Realm. Yeah, it was always on the show. Like it, it was like, oh, I got a trap card in there. Like, you oh, activated yeah. my trap card. <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. Jokes on you, Kaiba. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you made a good point there, Justin. That like at the same time it was Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and I always kind of had this feeling of like, I, like, I love Pokemon. I, even to this day, I love Pokemon, but it's definitely like, if you compared it to something, Pokemon is pop music. And then like Yu-Gi-Oh Digimon, that's like punk music. And I was like, just starting to get into my like edgy adolescent teen, but still a nerd. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm not going to play Pokemon. I'll look at Pokemon cause I like Pokemon, I guess, but I'm going to play Yu-Gi-Oh cause that's got like okay. dragons and shit. I feel like we'll have to clarify cause if Pokemon is pop, then Yu-Gi-Oh would be like pop punk. And then like Magic the Gathering would be whatever is that. Magic the Gathering would stuff. be Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I, I'm gonna Yu-Gi-Oh is more like Limp Biscuit. How about no, that? No, I well maybe I don't know. I'm gonna say Digimon <laughs> is right up like fucking Creed and Hinder Alley. Like it is awful. <laughs> I hated Digimon. I thought it was like just the biggest ripoff I've ever seen. Oh no, it's so oh, good. Wow. <clears throat> All right. I liked the Digimon show. I don't know. I didn't do like the cards. I like the games a lot. The games were really fun to play. They're like they had like a Digimon like. Digiworld or something like that on PlayStation 1, I want to say, or PlayStation 2. And that game was baller. It was just like walk around as a Digimon, if I remember correctly. And like <laughs> Digivolve and battle stuff. It's awesome. Digi- Digimon does have one of my favorite things about a, that a cartoon would do and that it would just put like its own like branding on random words. Like, not just Evolve, Digivolve, you know? Digivolve, <laughs> digital champion. Do it with digi Digitude, not just Attitude. Yeah. That's why they're Creed. Oh. That's why they are Creed. Plus, the Digimon movie had a baller soundtrack. Oh, it so did. Let's not deny it's that. so good. I think, uh, just a side story, uh, Justin, you and I were at a show one time together. Yep. Uh, I can't remember what, but I think I just, like, sang a little bit of like i think run around and you're yep. like digimon and i was like jumped yeah! on it we both started singing it it was amazing <laughs> it was amazing it's, it's great nostalgia. <laughs> no Sean is i'm so not a fan of digimon i am anti-digimon <laughs> anti-digimon <laughs> no big it's okay it's okay you can go and live in your Butterfree filled metals and what we'll go live in the canto region have you i will go over <laughs> the canto region optimal living real estate there you go. Uh, optimal real estate in the canto region that's right <laughs> i'll hang out with professor oak and shit <laughs> hey healthcare is socialized there Not so. even better <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my time is reading 12 minutes so that's enough about uh non-movie related things uh i think it's time for Justin Kunkel, our special guest, to pitch a movie, so it's time to get into the elevator. 
Sometimes, would you like to hear my idea? Well, I guess I'm trapped on this elevator, so sure, hit me. All right, I'm just gonna push all these buttons. Oh, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) So, uh, this idea that I have is about this elderly woman, and she's kind of living in a situation where, um, you know, her apartment's kind of like messy and her life's a little distraught, but Mm -hmm. like throughout the movie, she kind of has this like self realization and kind of growth that you experience throughout the movie as she's like relating to this young child character it could be like granddaughter son something blah 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 whatever it's that but as you go throughout the movie and she starts to get better and stronger and she's doing like more things and getting back into like her culture and her life and stuff like that you realize at the end of the movie that the child doesn't actually exist it's just like this little ghost or something that she's been interacting with six cents okay got it (laughs) yeah except you know minus you know the being shot and being dead the whole time so she's not the ghost (laughs) but uh i think i don't know it's just really cool we don't really get to um Oops, I'm, I've left up pitch. You're, I'm still pitching. You're still That's pitching because I'll get off. I, I will get off right now. You get off? You're going to run up? Okay, <laughs> run away. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do this, man. I've never had a pitch. No, in no, I mean, if you've got more pitch, I'll stick around for a little bit. But if you're out of the pitch. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much end of the All pitch. right, bye-bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> So that's the thing people uh, don't know about Sean is that he honestly he'll just get off whenever he feels like it. Yeah, get off the elevator. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my life. Uh, as bon Jovi would bon say. Bon Jovi. I should not know that. <laughs> that's amazing. And yet, um, I really like that idea, Justin. It's it kind of. It's kind of reminds me of like a coming of age movie, but like yeah. at the end, like at end, like the quote unquote last chapters of your life. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think about it a lot because, you know, I've seen a few like indie films and stuff like that where they address more of like an elderly perspective, but we don't see that too often. So the few movies that are out there are really good. And I think it would be nice to address that more because you know you have movies like uh, robot and frank i don't know if you've ever seen that or um hello my name is doris i think or whatever it was came out like a few years back and you know it's just kind of cool to watch that growth because there's still so much room to grow as we are adults and stuff and that gets overlooked a lot because you see all this like teen drama need to sell like t-shirts and stuff type type of media out there and so it'd be cool to explore that uh that culture that exists up there yeah especially at at a time like this um whether like political or sociological we're very much talking about like greatest generation gen gen xers millennials gen z you know there is a lot of generational talk in our modern society so i think that's I, i mean i think that's a very poignant uh perspective to bring up uh, did you just get this idea from watching those like indie films about uh, a more elderly perspective or is there something else that spurred this on? Um, I think I have a pretty weird relationship with my parents and a lot of my childhood I haven't like been able to 
really understand my dad in particular because you know he my dad is uh thai and laotian and he came over back in the 60s or back in the 70s or so just after vietnam war and stuff like that so i didn't one there was like a communication barrier between us so i didn't really get to understand his perspective in that sense and then two like more recently i've had more of a relationship with him and i've learned more about him now as an adult and so it's weird to i i guess i wanted to create something that would show the perspective of someone else and that kind of that relationship between people that you know we as younger people don't always think about because you're like oh you know these guys have experienced this whole life and they get to this point where like um society or even media kind of shows them as like oh they're just old now and that's just all they do they're just off in the distance being old they don't they don't have growth or experience but it's not true because you know i've watched my dad grow and and become like a different person over these years and i don't know if maybe i just have more insight or perspective now than i did when i was a kid but um it's been amazing to watch you know both him and my mom grow in different ways as they've been older and then uh, with my job too i work with a lot of older people who you know they have whole lives and stuff like that they're not just retired sitting around you know doing nothing <laughs> but you know that that kind of spurred on this idea is like it'd be cool to have that coming of age tale for someone who's older and show that there is more to life than just sitting on your couch when you're watching tv the way it's like portrayed in media yeah no that makes sense uh that's that's a really cool idea because it's definitely um don't see that often like you said uh that it's you know it yeah, usually you're just an old fart in a film or something, you know? Like, right, it's, it's like, like this incoherent old yeah. man just like, passing gas and making racial jokes. Yeah, like, <laughs> and not understanding things or not growing as a human. And that's just not the right. case. Like, you know, quite a few exactly. change and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think that's all really cool. Um, So getting into the actual, uh, like, events of the movie... Um, it feels like this, this, this character, um, is it like a, an elderly woman or a man or? I imagine an elderly woman. Um, I kind of see like an elderly Asian woman just because that's just my experience of like older women. It's just like old Asian women from when I was a kid. Sure. <laughs> and that's just what I picture in my mind, but it doesn't have to be Asian. I think it may be kind of cool because you don't really see that a lot mm-hmm. you get you get like a really interesting uh like culture aspect in there because you know like yeah. in asian culture a lot of like elderly folks kind of uh they sit towards the higher of the like higher in the hierarchy or patriarchy or matriarchy or whatever in the family so um they're re- very well respected and almost you know not taken for granted like in the family dynamic so they kind of to show like a different version of that where like you know maybe this asian mother is estranged from her children kind of like creates this weird dichotomy between the two like what you what the culture should be and what like what's going on in this family and kind of like watching her grow back into becoming like the matriarch or like the respected elder of this family would be pretty cool. I, I I was gonna say maybe if you wanted, uh, it, it could be set in 
like obviously like modern time U.S. and like her like um, her child, um, whether it's like her son or her daughter, could be more grown up and they married with maybe like a kid or two, and they're adjusted to like you like the the United States the the Western kind of um, feeling of like oh when you're old you move out of the way for the younger generation to move in um and whereas and that could place our main character in kind of a transition between her culture and the uh, western culture whereas like she watched like she grew up watching her grandparents be respected but now she's watching her you know her future you know legacy um kind of like not ignore her but kind of like take her for granted you know and yeah i definitely see that that's that's kind of where i was going because <laughs> i think i just got lost in the explanation there so um a lot of times in asian families they have like multi-generational homes but as you get like further into the western culture or even nowadays in like some of the eastern cultures because of like birth rates and stuff like that the dynamic the family dynamic is changing so it'd be cool to address that change in the paradigm if you will yeah i think that's really great um i i i think for to provide kind of like an explanation of like what's happening to her to her imagining you know this character that's going to like urge her to live a second life really um i feel like there would have to be like an initiating event like maybe the movie opens with um like her children putting her into a, a nursing home or something like that, you know, like, yeah, like a dramatic change in her life that would cause her to have a reaction to that, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. The I oh, go no, ahead. I was saying you could uh, you could do a retirement community too if you didn't want to go drastic yeah. <laughs> to a nursing home. Sure, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of assisted living yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the idea that I had would be that, you know, you kind of open the movie or the film in, um, like, showing her apartment. It's kind of messy, a little distraught, you know, unorganized. And then the daughter or son or whatever, they come in and they, like, try to get her out of the apartment or wherever she lives and try to get her to go out for dinner or lunch or something. And they're trying to talk about getting her into the home or something of that mm. nature. And then, you know, maybe she has a fall one day after that conversation and then it kind of when she wakes up there's like the little apparatus <laughs> apparition or whatever it is that shows up and she starts to kind of build her strength and you know learn how to clean up her place and you kind of like learn little details about her life as they're like going through doing that stuff i, I yeah i think yeah that i mean i think that's really like well laid out and really well thought um so let's talk about the apparition. Um, it so it's ob it obviously should be someone young, but that's kind of general. Like, how young are you thinking? Are you thinking like real childlike? Or are you thinking more like teen, maybe like late high school, early college? You know, someone that could have deeper conversations with our main character. I think I feel like it almost would work better if it was like more of a childlike perspective because it opens you up to the idea that like you know 
elderly people have the same room for growth that maybe a child does they're like not exactly the same but like a similar path of growth where they they can they're reaching out and learning how to live this whole new life that's different from everything that they've done up to this point you know so it feels like the adventure into um like older adulthood is very childlike by nature of like how you grow and you start to learn how to relearn how to do things you know or you know like the whole point of this film would be her trying to reset her life and move into a way where she can like try and be more independent and stuff like that and you know experience that that growth so i see maybe more like a child um like app childlike apparition maybe like six or seven years old but I think uh, like a, like a twelve year old or eleven year old would probably work pretty well too. Something like that, where you know, because when you're twelve and eleven, you're kind of redefining your own growth in the same way. Like you're learning who you are and kind of developing a personality, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of like you're in that tween stage. You know, yeah, to leaving stage. childhood and entering like <laughs> adolescence, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what what would there what would the dynamic be between the elderly woman and the apparition you know is it very is it very like endearing is it loving and playful like is it kind of like a grandmother to granddaughter kind of i think um i don't know i don't have like a lot of experience with like (laughs) grandparents but i imagine uh it's kind of like a there's this being all of a sudden like touching all my stuff don't touch my stuff this is my mess i like how how it is but then like as they're going through and learning things about each other she kind of comes to enjoy the company and and it becomes more endearing as it goes on okay so at first it's kind of like they're they kind of get on each other's nerves yeah definitely but then they grow on each other sure um okay uh you uh, want you want this to cause uh, the elderly woman to kind of grow and find a, like a second lease on life, right? Or like see, yeah. see it as like a new beginning, something like that. Yeah. Is there anything that you think would like stick out? Like that would? Uh, what am I trying to say? Is there anything? Is there anything in particular that you think the the elderly woman could do to could do to resemble this? Like, is she gonna learn how to skateboard or something? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm trying to? Skateboarding down the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Well, I think <laughs> she's doing like a little coffin as she's going. Down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think um that might be a little too drastic uh given her advanced years but um you know something like the symbolism of cleaning up her apartment and you know developing a relationship with her children and kind of building her way back into that um as well as like going out to meet other folks of her age or even just making a friend that isn't a ghost (laughs) outside of her apartment or something like that would would help a lot but um like i said i foresee with her having like a fall or something like that she'd have to like maybe think about or like play with the idea of going to physical therapy of some kind and maybe she like puts it off she's like oh i don't need to go to that i'm just gonna be an old lady who just 
is ready to pass on mm-hmm. or something like that. So that kind of thing. We're like her getting through the physical therapy and cleaning her apartment and meeting people is like this this triumph for her. So and so the kid would kind of be like, um, like a uh, a catalyst to help our main character come to those conclusions to to get there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's really so. Okay. I guess I kind of was thinking of this kind of like a, like the secret life of Walter Mitty kind of thing where she yeah. suddenly <laughs> becomes very adventurous and she like travels the world and skydives and, you know, but, but it's a lot more, a lot more simpler, you know? Yeah. I think the power in the, in her growth really comes in like the subtleties, you know, and how the ghost leads her to do those things. Cause then you can have that moment at the end where like you start to realize like, oh my God, like she wasn't actually interacting with someone there's just a ghost there like maybe a a letter falls on the ground and you know in one of the moments where she's messing with this ghost she's like i don't touch my stuff and it's like a letter to the physical therapy or something like that or like Mm. to you know something that leads her to want to develop that relationship with her children again or like a phone number or something of that nature it's just like knocking shit over ghost stuff you know? ghost <laughs> just knocking st- just, just knock stuff over <laughs> i don't know yeah sean do you have any thoughts or questions I, I, right now? this is a beautiful film that's all i can say is i, <laughs> I it is um, a very well thought out film um how this stuff is and i i don't know i yeah i don't really have much to say because i think it's um yeah it's real good i i Sean, Sean, are you crying? I am crying. Right now. I am bawling. Oh, that's why I haven't been talking. Just, just tearing up over here, guys. I'm kidding. I'm a huge crybaby, so yeah. I, I can't even make fun of other people. Wow. Um, I don't cry, but I get that like really tight, like, oh god, this gets me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I um, I really like this. I, I it's so. Do you see this movie? I mean, no. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Do you see this movie taking literally just taking place over? The child convinces her to clean her house, and like it's literally just we watch them clean the house together, basically. But you mentioned her going to physical therapy and meeting people, so this does take time and other yeah, I scenes. Could, I think it would definitely have to be like at least a couple months a few months span of time she's she's really frail and weak in the beginning because she's kind of given up or been forced into this corner where she thinks she has to give up you know and i feel like that happens a lot in society like we're like oh my parents are just this burden so just go let them live off in this (laughs) community or something like that or um you know let them just go off and be old (laughs) and do whatever Mm -hmm. they do you Mm -hmm. know so i think trapping someone in that mindset you know they end up like self-fulfilling that prophecy of like oh i'm just gonna let myself get weaker i'm not gonna like go out and do things i'm just gonna kind of wither away while everyone forgets about me so i think you know first of all it can start with like starting to like the ghost apparition trying to mess things up in her apartment to force her to like pick up after it and then you know they take little adventures and she maybe tries to get out the apartment and escape this ghost and it's just like following her like a block or so around her apartment or something she's just like go away <laughs> ah, i don't want you here and then they just become friends eventually i don't i haven't fleshed out all the little details but i think stuff like that like showing um 
more than just her apartment for sure yeah i mean the, the ghost could yeah flush her out of her apartment um per <laughs> se and then but that leads to her you know like seeing maybe a long lost friend or, or something or doing something new activity you know that um, right that is makes her you know want to live a little more i guess exactly yeah i i that does that's a good point sean and that actually um makes me think of something like maybe one of the things she cleans is like a picture of her parents and maybe we have like a flashback moment uh, to to yeah something from her childhood something that she remembers from her parents um and and maybe it has something to do with I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with like the 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 cultural, um, the the cultural dissonance between Eastern and Western mm. cultures regarding generations within the family, or maybe it has something to do with uh, our main character realizing that like this is the only time she'll get to be an elderly person you know like we all only have one life and we need to take advantage of that mm -hmm. yeah i see i get you i can see that i'm being reincarnated so i'm <laughs> <laughs> no no i i gotcha i think yeah that that would definitely be an important aspect of the film um i don't know i just I think I'm too focused on how to get the reveal that it's a ghost <laughs> to think about all the little details because I haven't figured out that that little detail yet. That big detail. What if uh, I mean we could we could circle back to it if you wanted. Uh, a a thing another thing that I want to think about is at what point and what what event causes the relationship between the elderly woman and the ghost to go from annoying to endearing you know like because and, and no offense but like that's not like a completely new dynamic in film oh definitely not yeah. um it's a uh, but it's i mean if it's done well it's a great one i love it when like two people who don't get along suddenly you know become um like really close um but there has to be like something right that yeah like it's like a switch like the moment where it kind of apexes between the two yeah i i have like i imagine that she has some kind of like unique or special talent or skill like maybe she's like a really good pianist or like a painter or something like that and there may be a moment in the film where like the kid is just the apparition is drawing with like crayons and stuff like that and then eventually the kid's just like oh i suck at this i'm never gonna do this again and she like you know mentors the little ghost and how to paint and she starts getting into painting or like playing piano or something like that i think that'd be kind of how you open up that doorway into their endearing relationship because they relate on this one thing and then it grows from there and then 
you know, she starts to maybe realize, like, oh, my apartment's dirty. <laughs> 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 you know? Oh, no. It's all about like, the fucking mess. Like, we got yeah. to go find this brown marker or this brown paint to use. Where is it? Buried under Where everything. Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, you're like... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's how it works. That actually, I'm actually starting to tear up a little. That sounds See? like I really it works. That. It works. It's a good. It's I a really good liked that. Yeah. If you can nail it, you can just imagine it, right? I think the painting one would work really well, but um, you know, I like music, so if there's a piano involved, that'd be cool too. <laughs> I I also really like the painting. I yeah. I would vote for that. I do too. Yeah. Oh, could maybe like paint a kite or something like that, and then she goes out and flies it in the field, thinking this little kid is flying or some stuff. I do, I do like that she's gonna like mentor the child or like, like, yeah. um, she's gonna think, like reassure is. her, be like, yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe, like maybe you're not so great now, but you know, if you keep doing it, you know, someday yeah. you'll like really, like you'll really come into it on mm-hmm. your own and you'll make beautiful things. I also think it would be hilarious if the kid was like actually dog shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like it's maybe like a little patronizing, but it's out of love, so it's like okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> this like, is so bad. Why haven't you learned how to do this yet? What are you like twenty? No, you're just six. Oh, oops. I think it's cool because having that like dynamic of her mentoring this apparition opens up like this pathway for her to do her skill and get better at it again. And then, you know, maybe her family didn't know even that she did this like painting or music mm-hmm. thing, you know. And um, So then they, they come and they see like, oh, wow, I didn't even know you painted mama, grandma, whatever. I don't know where the generational gap is anymore. I forget. Mimu. <laughs> Mimu. Yeah. yeah i know I, I mean that's really great um i i think i'd like to talk about how how the ghost gets the elderly woman into physical therapy or meeting people you know um it, is there kind of like some like is there any like particular way you could see that working you know yeah it doesn't like the physical therapy thing which is kind of like a pop-off type thing so it could be more like a maybe she has like a blown out fight with her child about going to the retirement home and then you know once the door slams she hears something like fall off in the distance and goes and finds this little child and it's like whose child are you what are you doing in my home why are you here and this little kid's just like oh oh, i just needed to get out for a second or you know maybe the ghost is like the ghost of some kid who was like murdered in the apartment building or something it doesn't have to to be like a scary story or anything like that but you know it's just like this kid ghost who needs help passing on somehow or Maybe it doesn't exist at all. Hard to say. We can we can go wherever with that. But you know what I mean? Just kind of like during one of those events is when she starts to see this kid. Um, but the physical therapy thing doesn't have to be there. I kind of like this version better now that I think about it, where it's like the physical therapy is not involved. That's a lot to think about. Or, or if you did want the physical therapy involved, what could happen is, you know, um, 
maybe she's feeling weaker and with the kid around she wants to like once they start to have like a better relationship she wants to get stronger to be able to play with the kid and take take the kid around the block or to the park or something like that do you so okay, yeah kind of to do a little tangent right now do you see the the reveal of the the kid being a ghost do you see that as like a oh the second she disappears is when we realize that she was a ghost the whole time or is it like a oh i'm a ghost and they maybe have like one final conversation about like what this whole thing was Ooh. I'm, oh, a <laughs> I'm a ghost i'm a ghost it's like a 12-year-old girl so it's like i'm a ghost no uh you know luigi just comes through the vacuum and just sucks it up you know that's the end of the movie (laughs) (laughs) whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) don't worry lady i got you (laughs) (laughs) oh some coins ah (laughs) no i imagine um i think it's hard to say because you know at the end of the movie the ghost has to disappear because you know the ghost moves on or because she doesn't need the ghost or apparition anymore or whatever it is um so i feel like kind of maybe her talking to her child or something like it's like yeah this little kid's been helping me all this time and they're like what kid and she's just like has a a moment of realization where like you go through like a little montage of all the times when they interacted and it's just like scene after scene of just like random things happening you like the letter falling off of a a rack or like a a paint kit opening up and maybe it's like a grandchild's painting or something like that that she forgot or didn't realize was there because of the mess and stuff like that and then eventually you get to the point where she's like oh never mind never mind and then she just you know goes off and is happy with her relationship with her own child and stuff like that (laughs) so so getting back to the physical therapy and retirement uh community aspect of this movie if that's how we're going to do the ghost reveal like the twist ending what if all that stuff is kind of a like an end montage kind of point where when she finally realizes that the child was a ghost Mm. maybe she has this realization that like oh no i still have like like I, I still have life left to live, but I have to, I just have to, I have to take care of myself differently because I am a new, in a new stage. My body is just in a new stage of life. You know, I still, who I, I'm still who I am. And we get that from the painting scene, but I, I just have new needs now because of my age. And so then she starts going to physical therapy and then she goes into the retirement community meets people similar to herself but still is allowed to kind of be more invested like let's say her child maybe she has grandchildren she's just like just kind of disconnected because she's elderly maybe now she is making more of an effort to be connected because she is revitalized yeah i could see that maybe while she's like playing with their grandkids at the end of the movie there's like little ghost just waving away and disappearing 
<laughs> while, the, while How to Save a Life by the Fray is playing. Oh, right. <laughs> you quoted Bon Jovi, Sean. <laughs> Sorry, the Fray's worse in my mind. Oh, wow. No, I think... <laughs> I don't know. I think the <laughs> the soundtrack could be pretty awesome. Not that was the, a joke. I mean, that was a joke. Not the Fray thing, but I think there could be a really cool, like, cultural blend of the soundtrack that would play really strongly mm. into like mm-hmm. the motifs of the film you know so it'd be really sweet that was just a thought that i had no no the fray not gonna be in that scene right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he just comes out with this piano <laughs> how to paint a life am i right <laughs> um yeah no i i mean i think this is an amazing movie um Sean, do you have any thoughts or questions or anything? Uh, when's Bob Barker show up? He's super old. <laughs> Wait, is super old? I thought he was dead. He's not dead, actually. He's not oh dead. God. Him that and Betty White, they're, they're living in the retirement community together with them. <laughs> Come actually, on down. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw something. Bob Barker and Betty White like are, don't like each other. I could see that. So. <laughs> Probably both curmudgeonly or something yeah. like that. But no, I, I, I honestly don't have anything to add. Usually I try to come up with silly and dumb things. Um, but this, <laughs> this no, no, this is fine. This movie's good. That's why I probably am not saying <laughs> that's going to everyone. <laughs> I do that too. But um, no, I I think the movie is really well thought out and it's a very interesting story. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Justin, is there anything that you think you missed or anything you would want to point out? I don't think so. Like I said, it's your your not-so-typical coming-of-age tale. <laughs> and uh, it's all about the growth, man. I'm all about the room for human growth. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool because, yeah, you definitely don't see movies that are coming-of-age for older generations. It's always, right. yeah, it's always... Well, college kids or teenagers type of sex, shit. Yeah. Sex-driven teenagers. Yeah, as I say, as I watched Super Bad this last weekend. I know. <laughs> still a great movie. Uh, still a great movie. So great. I just watched uh, Scott Pilgrim the other day. <laughs> nice. Also very good. Yeah. Um, I the the last thing I'd have to say on this movie is that. I, I so I I really love this idea. I I think it's a really um, beautiful story to tell, and I'm really glad that we got you on to pitch this. I will say someone could make the connection of like it's a really odd thing to about an old person imagining like seeing things, oh. and, you know, have have some commentary on like senility or something oh. like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's that's to be expected the thing is like it's not so much about her being senile you know it's just it's more like the ghost is more of like a symbolism or like a metaphor for that growth rather than just her being like oh i'm loopy and i'm seeing things you know and <laughs> My I, think that w- dying. <laughs> My I don't know what's going on yeah <laughs> and that may like go over like the general audience but i feel like um the audience that would watch this type of film anyways is pretty nuanced or pretty niche so it might be it might read pretty well anyways 
Mm-hmm. Plus, like, if you, I don't know if you've seen like a lot of foreign Asian films where they talk about like ghosts and stuff, and they don't even address it very well <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> so if they're Asian, it'll be okay. <laughs> I am Asian, by the way, because I know people can't really see me or probably don't know that. That's fair. This is on the an audio format. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I better part. clarify. You know, <laughs> that reminds me of one time we had a. Uh, Clifton Antoine uh, as a guest on the episode. Very funny man. Black man, you said the N-word a few times on our podcast. And <laughs> so so I had to specify, hey, everyone listening, he was black. So <laughs> yeah. there's not just a white person on it's a podcast okay. saying the N-word. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's different. So yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely know what you mean, Justin. And uh, like I'm not saying you made this movie idea at, uh, like as a commentary on on the elderly losing uh, control of their brain. And then I the just I the, just I the, was just thinking I was like you know what someone could make make that point at the end of I'm the sure film they get shipped off to the Alzheimer's unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy because like. In my job, I work at a, a home medical equipment store right now, right? So I meet people of various ages. I've seen 60-year-olds who behave and move in more of, like, that stereotypical elderly way mm-hmm. and look older than some of the 90-year-olds I've seen come in there. I've seen some 90-year-olds walk right up to our counter and just be like, hey, I'm here having a normal conversation with you. You look at their birthday, and you're like, oh, my God, dude, you're, like, 98. <laughs> get it, get a chair or something. You're just running around like it's nobody's business. You survived business. the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, holy cow, what are you doing? And then I've seen, you know, like, 45, 50, 60-year-olds who are just, like, hunched over with walkers, like, barely able to breathe as they're Coming up, so it's, it's such a weird like spectrum of how we think about age. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is very true. You've also seen me after my shows, Justin, where I, I <laughs> like I can't bend my knees anymore. So, oh, twenty seven. Am I twenty seven? Yes, I'm twenty seven. I just got one of those uh, Oculus Rift or Oculus Quest two units or whatever that VR setups. Mm-hmm. And I was bending down on the ground, and my knees just went uh. <laughs> the whole way down. And I was like, "Oh my god! Ow. I guess I don't move this very, very much." Oh yeah, <laughs> all the time, same. Dude. It's crazy. It's gonna be tough when we get back to playing shows with the band, lifting all that equipment around and stuff. Be sore we, for a few days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna all have like all have to work out, you know, like months in advance. <laughs> I know. Cardio oh and squats and yeah. just do some strength training. Uh, you we'll guys need to find are... our own little apparitions. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys going to the beach? Nah, we just got a showdown at lefties. We got to take our, <laughs> we got to carry some hard gear in there. <laughs> exactly. Oh wow. All right. Well, uh, if if that's all the thoughts we have on the movie, it's time to move on to the cast list. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted a sound effect. <laughs> so I will say there are not a lot of characters uh, that I obviously notable characters. There's plenty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'd be plenty of characters, but like we really have the elderly woman. We have mm-hmm. the child ghost. Yep. The actual child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- uh, I think I think she should have a son. Yeah, so I picture a son, too. And, okay, I don't know if – because I feel it's tricky to cast, like, 
Asian people in a role because I'd like to see them be Asian. They don't have to be, but I'd like to see them be Asian. Well, I, I got an Asian um, actor in mind for this. So one. we'll see if we're on the same wavelength here. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but I also like I'd be cautious to like cast someone and then they're like, well, I could do this, but also I'm Korean and this person's like Chinese, <laughs> you know. But then I'm mm. like, well, I don't want to like make you feel put out or something like that because i feel like it'd be very hard to cast if i was like oh i want to cast like korean 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 and there's not that much accessibility to like american asian american actors and actresses of like similar nationality or ethnicity or something like that you're right and i mean sir like even today i mean like it came out last month mortal Kombat. you know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of asian actors but and they're even like related to each other but it's different, uh, like it's different d- or different regions different. of yeah yeah sorry it's yeah. different regions of Asia. Uh, like there right. are there are two brothers. One of them is Japanese and the other one is Chinese. Right. <laughs> and it's like very <laughs> obvious that they're not like this. They're not from the same country. But but they're brothers in in the in the movie. So yeah. Well, because I mean, even look at like Crazy Rich Asians. You know, they have like all the Asian american actors and actresses and even like some of the less well-known like more well-known foreign asian actors and actresses but they're all over the spectrum of of asia in that film you know they've got like korean and chinese like mostly chinese actors and actresses but you know Mm -hmm. they're just all over the place which is cool and then they're all set in like singapore (laughs) yeah and and that's kind of like the the state that you know hollywood is at you know it's like oh we i mean it's gonna sound bad but they basically put all of these different kinds of people into one basket of asian yeah um, yeah so it's it's so weird because we don't have to like navigate that when you're dealing with white people it's like oh this guy's german so we can't have him be with this scottish actor <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they're it's gonna like, have a fight yeah this guy is irish this guy is british this guy is like italian just, yeah italian. <laughs> or this guy is vin diesel and just looks white you know like yeah, no one knows no one knows where vin's from not not even vin vin diesel not even <laughs> But um, so back to the original point, though, I think um, to play the son, I think Steven Yeun would be really good um, to play the son. That's that was my idea for the son. I I was thinking Randall Park, but (laughs) Randall Park would be cool, too. I I don't know. I feel like maybe he could get there, but I think Steven Yeun has more of like kind of that like the range of the spectrum that the movie would be mm-hmm. you know it's not not as much funny more like more depth contemplative more depth you know but randall park would be great i think he could get there um i just haven't seen him in a lot of films like that so that wouldn't be like my first thought that's fair you want a more dramatic cast. actor yeah mm-hmm. i think steven yen would play it really well and i think he would kind of fit that role of uh you know asian american generational gap differences type of character and he can i think he could give us like a really good delivery of like those emotions like fighting with his mom and stuff like that i mean i'm sold i love steven yeah have you seen have have you watched invincible not yet no it's 10 out of 10 i loved it um everyone go watch invincible on amazon prime (laughs) 
Is this the uh, Mark Wahlberg film you're talking about? <laughs> it, yes, it's a it's an animated adaptation of the Mark Wahlberg film, in where Steven Yeun is the voice of Mark Wahlberg. Oh Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother for me. Hey, donkey. <laughs> What's your goat? What's that about? What's that? I, I, um, the, uh, so one of the rumors back for the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern is that Mark Wahlberg was originally like on the short list of actors to play Green Lantern. Nice. And I just like, I saw this one guy on YouTube just being like, imagine if Mark Wahlberg was Green Lantern in blackest day and brightest night. What's what was that about? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Green Lantern's might. Say out of your mother for me. <laughs> oh, All I'd right. love it. It would uh, just be so iconic. <laughs> yeah. I do. I mean, I love Steven Yeun. Absolutely. Let's put him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, Did you have any other ideas for actors or roles? Oh, it's a tough one. I think, I don't know. The I think the main, like the protagonist would be the hardest to cast because there's not, at least I don't know of a wide variety of them. There's like Lisa Lou. I think she'd be pretty good, but um, I don't, like I said, I don't really know her range and whether or not she could pull that off. So, know? I mean, talking about a an elderly an elderly Asian woman, my first thought what ran to uh, a recent movie called The Farewell. It has Aquafina in it, and it's about... Um, kind of this young Asian American um, who's the matriarch of her family has cancer, I think, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know it yet, but everyone else in the family does know it. And they get uh, Aquafina to kind of take the matriarch on this, like, oh, like this last adventure before you know oh, she yeah. dies from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought, oh, well, elderly woman, why, like, let's just get the woman from the farewell, you know, the farewell. Uh, but but going back to your kind of like you wanted to cast like everyone everyone of the same nationality. Uh, yeah, it, I mean it would really be up to that. I would I would say I'd leave it up to the actors and actresses whether they'd feel comfortable, you mm-hmm. know, portraying a specific type of Asian because I don't really have a specific type of Asian in mind, you know. Yeah, um, uh, it's just I'm looking at Asian. <laughs> yeah, I'm Definitely. looking at this woman's uh, IMDb. Uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. Uh, she's Chinese, and I think her name is Shu Zhen Zhao. Shu Zhen Zhao, I think. Sounds good to me. I I, I <laughs> couldn't do any better. Probably. Two two white guys say it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, um, I I would try to suggest anyone, but I literally have no idea. So. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be that it could be that it would be like it would open up opportunities for some actors yeah. and actresses to come forward. I think that would be cool too, because, like I said, there are a lot of foreign films where I think there are many actresses and actors, actors and actresses who could like portray this role really well. Oh yeah, like um, have you seen Parasite by Bong Joon Ho? Oh yeah, <laughs> you you could cast the uh, the first uh, house taker, the, house, the, yeah, the caretaker, caretaker. Um, yeah. from that movie. Sean, have you seen Parasite? Negative Ghost Rider. 
<laughs> it's a good I know one. it's good. I've heard it's good. Don't it's get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. It was actually one of the first things I watched in quarantine. Really? Yeah, because it came to... I No, I, so it, it did come on, to Hulu yeah. um, pretty early into quarantine, but I rented it on Amazon Prime like the week before it came to Hulu, which I have done many times. <laughs> So, that was annoying. My first thing was Tiger King, if you want to know about my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We've all been there, yeah. I think, at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Ti- the Tiger what a King... weird year. Yeah, the Tiger King phase of quarantine feels like <laughs> decades ago. Yes, yes, it, it does. does. It feels immeasurably like long ago. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Um, What about for the go- the apparition, the ghost, the the ghost child yeah uh, i don't i don't know i don't know like any kid asian actor oh uh, you want the ghost to be asian as well i it doesn't have to be i mean i just thought we were sticking with the asian theme let's keep with the asian theme <laughs> the problem is i again some... don't know any uh i also kid don't asian know any actors like, that well asian. i was gonna say if we're gonna keep with parasite it could just be the kid <laughs> we that, can just... of the rich family <laughs> exactly or we could just look up like the cast list of crazy rich asians and yeah. shop from there <laughs> yeah uh, and i will so i will say like it's like i mean it's kind of like the uh the the curse of you know hollywood is that like we only know like the the same x names because mm-hmm. those are the people right. who get casted because producers or uh executives think like oh they're not going to see this movie unless we put people that the audience knows already in a movie yeah. um mm-hmm. but uh, yeah but this I mean, is also an indie film so for sure it's opportunities to put people that aren't well known in roles where they could get the opportunity to shine and yeah. then we back it up by casting Steven Yoon, who is obviously a very <laughs> talented actor. but And well-known nowadays. Yeah. Maybe. There's name reckoning. You know, he's... I mean, he was a, a vital part of one of the largest TV shows in the past 10 years, Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, so... He's done a lot of really, like, <laughs> really interesting stuff since then. It's been pretty crazy to watch. Like, I saw... Um, what is it tuki tuka and birdie or birdie and tuka yeah on netflix the other day I, I watched through that and i was like what a strange role to just like randomly start hearing his voice i was like i know who this is it's my boy stupid <laughs> 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 it's amazing or like um god he did a movie with uh on there was that hulu film i'm trying to think it's the one where they like work at the call center and you have to use like your white voice to sell stuff. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother uh, you. Yeah, yeah, he was in that too, and I was like, oh, that was crazy. Like so yeah, great movie... to see him just floating around in Minari. 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 I haven't Minari, seen that yeah. yet, but it, it's supposed to be pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And Okja, Ok Okja or whatever back in the day. What yeah. too. Bong Joon Ho. I love Bong Joon Ho. Mm-hmm. Ah, what a great filmmaker incredible um crap i had something to ask you sean and i can't remember what i was gonna say oh <laughs> no 
Just want to say I love you. No, I love you too, bud. Oh, cute. <laughs> Kawaii. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you think there are any other roles worth, you know, talking about, like, who we're going to cast for that? Or is it really just no. those three roles that are worth noting about what actors should play them? I, I would say those are probably, like, the main ones. And then, obviously, there'd be, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call them cameo or appearances from other people throughout the film or Jackie maybe... Chan's just at the retirement. <laughs> just <their> own... <laughs> yeah, right. can Chris Tucker yeah, be Jackie with them, Chan. please? Right, Chris Tucker's hey, Jackie. Yeah, hey, Jackie. Chris Tucker just like works there. <laughs> He's like, you Yo, man, you gotta take your pills. Come on. <laughs> Jeez, no. <laughs> I could see, like, you having random, like, big-name celebrities like Aquafina or even, you know, um, like Kent Jong and stuff in random roles at, like, coffee shops or something <laughs> like that, you know? Just some of those those roles. Or, like, a parent that they see at the park or something like that or talk to and develop a friendship with and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, maybe, like, in the flashback that I, uh, like, talked about earlier in the movie, maybe her parents are played by, like, like I, I don't even know. Like maybe like Randall Park and Lucy Liu or something, you know, something like that. Ooh, or yeah. Just like, just people, two people who are very obviously recognizable. You know? Just get the fresh off the boat cast in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get all those guys down. Yeah. Just Jimmy Yang as like her long lost brother or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy O Yang. All right. Uh. All right. Well. If that's if we're done with casting, I think it's time to do the movie trailer. Oh, do you have a title for this movie? That's <laughs> yeah, <just> important. <laughs> oh my god, no, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't. Ghost shit. I never, never <laughs> thought about ghost stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, shoot, I don't know. I feel like if we went with like the painting thing, we'd have to do something like oh. a painting. I was going to say the last chapter, but the last chapter, maybe the last print new beginnings. New I don't beginnings. know. I always like, there's a bar in my hometown. It was called third base. And it was called and the slogan they had was the last place before home. I've always wanted to name a nursing home third base. And then I always thought that'd be hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> title of the film third base third base the last <laughs> four <hour. laughs> all right well maybe i'll just get to the end of the trailer <laughs> and i'll think i'll think about it as make something up all right this woman is starting to enter her the last stages of her life and her son wants her to move into a retirement home I don't want to go in the retirement home. <laughs> but mom, but mom, you need help taking care of taking care of yourself. Look at the state of this home. There, every, it's a mess everywhere. You can barely walk on the floor. It's not that big of a mess. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but when this woman has a dramatic fall, she gets a surprising friend. To help her around the house. Oh my gosh! What? What? How? Did you knock over my letter there? 
Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> well, you're ugly, so what? bite me. <laughs> this, this annoying relationship at first will soon blossom into a beautiful friendship. Hey, you want a page? <laughs> I'd like to, but I'm really dog shit at it. Well, turns out I'm really good at painting, so I can teach you. Oh, you'll teach me? Yeah. Thanks, gee, thanks, you old ugly woman. Hey! If I can paint your face or you son of a bitch. <laughs> they spend so much time together and grow to love each other. Uh, but... Twist. <laughs> She's a ghost. Wait. Goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye. Mom, 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 you have to go to physical therapy and you got to move into the retirement <sighs> community where they'll help you help you live. I, you know, that, that little ghost really taught me how to live. I don't know. You probably don't know who that is, but... I'm feeling better, baby! What, what little ghost kid? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. What are you talking about? Are know. you going senile? I'm not going senile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Coming this winter, rated PG-13. <laughs> ghost shit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I'm so sorry for butchering that trailer from the so good of a movie. No, that was so good. <laughs> I like I have this like super pure and endearing like image of this little child that's just fucking Bart Simpson up there. <laughs> Eat me! Bite me! Bite me! Eat my shorts! <laughs> That was great. What, no, what a it. terrible I, ending to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's great. It's great. I'm glad there were, there were some laughs in there because the only episode I watched was the one with the the spy film, and <laughs> that was so much fun to listen to. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be so boring compared no, to this. No, not at all. No, this, this is great. This is I great. loved this movie. <laughs> That's oh, amazing. Uh, uh, oh. I, I, like honestly, doing these episodes with guests, it feels like, and I love watching movies. This feels like I watched a, a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so great. Like I can like almost like picture it exactly happening in my brain. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a really cool concept. <laughs> like I said, listening to that other episode, I was like, "This is great. I'd I'd love to watch this film." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Hollywood, are you listening? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) time to sell out. (laughs) Oh, we've got all these ideas and no licenses to hold them back. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, Justin. If someone was like, "Hey, I really loved your artsy film idea, but here's like five million dollars, and I just want to write a bunch of like fart jokes in it," I'd be like, "Yes, please." My goal in life is to sell out for a shit ton of money. That's all I want to do. Oh man. And then I'll ride your coattails. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Beautiful. 
Well, thank you so much for being on this episode, Justin. It was a great, it was a great uh, film idea, and we've obviously had a lot of fun with it. We've come to the end of the episode, so now you got to you got to tell people how they can continue to support you, where they can follow you on social media, and all that jazz. Sweet, yeah. Um, you can follow my band Kickstart the Sun on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Now, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sort of. Dan and I talked about that earlier. Um, we do have Twitter and stuff. I'm, I have no idea other than that. Other than Facebook and Instagram, they have links to everything. Oh, we have a website. There we go. You can go to <laughs> www.kickstartthesun.com and links to everything is in that website. <laughs> yeah. And and by night by Nightmare Land. Oh yeah, by Nightmare Land or streaming. But it's very good. Buy it. <laughs> buy Daedalus is my favorite song. So thank you. Yeah. All right, Sean, your turn. Cool. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I did not come in. <laughs> ah, <what the> <laughs> <laughs> I followed uh, Kickstart the band on uh, Instagram. So <laughs> Kickstart the song. Fuck. I'm sorry. I thought I said that wrong, but I'm following. I I will listen. Uh, thank you. So yes, thank I you. I will say. If you're not actually, when does this come out? This month? Yeah, it's gonna come out like next. All week. right, everyone who's listening, uh, get tickets to Teehee's Comedy Club, uh, May twenty second, seven p.m. The Gram will be live there. It'll be our first show in uh, uh, six months since when the pandemic pandemic was at its literal worst in Iowa. So we're mm-hmm. excited. Dan will be there, being the scorekeep for us. Uh, it's gonna be a fun show. I think tickets are. 15 it kind of varies where you want to sit that type of stuff but get your tickets soon let's sell this sell this guy out uh so excited about that another thing i want to say is if you're listening on on the pandering talk uh jordan and i are going through all the fast and furious films the fast cast as we like to call it and i think so far that yeah, the tokyo we did tokyo drift uh speaking of asian uh tokyo drift <laughs> 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 which actually like well no there are asia han is awesome guys han is awesome I, I will say han is great dk in that movie oh great villain great villain. uh but i'm a big fan uh listen to those fast and furious pods they've been super fun to do and last thing i saw a movie a documentary one best documentary i guess uh for the academy awards called my octopus teacher i don't normally watch these films but i did it's a great film. Uh, very well shot. Very beautiful. It's cool. Very cool. That was weird that you you plugged a movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, I li- also like an artsy <laughs> film, like not a like my normal. I know my, my normal popcorn like Fast and Furious uh, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's usually like when you talk about movies, it's either Fast and the Furious or No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. I'm amazed. Uh, uh, and you constantly surprise me, and that's why I love you. I'm an interesting man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow uh, What a Pitch on Facebook and Twitter at P O D W A P. Uh, please. Also follow Pandering Talk on all its social medias as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and subscribe and leave reviews for both Pandering Talk and What a Pitch podcast feeds um, because that's really important to advertisers. It's really important to 
people who are trying to like expand their branding and so that we could get stronger guests not that justin kunkel is a bad guest or anything ouch <laughs> uh, so i would really appreciate it if you could show your support um other than that you can follow me personally on twitter at daniel cutler that's daniel spelled daniel and k-u-t-t-l-e-r um and I, i'm gonna just plug uh the other people's stuff on on this episode justin kunkel kickstart the sun nightmare land it's a great album um sean dangler is the co-host of the gram follow the gram everywhere and come to the show on may 22nd it's gonna be a lot of fun i've been looking forward i have not been to a, a gram show i think in over a year well most people and... haven't so <laughs> yeah i really done done well, you keep you keep scheduling them for like when I'm like out of town. Yeah, so. I, I know we did do some outside last summer. So, mm -hmm. uh, so this is gonna be the first Graham show I get to go to in a long time. Uh, so I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited that I get help, Sean, with that. So please, you know, support these guys. They're great guys. They have they're talented. They're funny and musically gifted, um, and I just I love them. I love that I get to do this with people. <laughs> I want to say I'm not musically gifted, FYI. I don't think <laughs> I'm good at music. I can play the Batman theme on piano, and that's about it. Like the 1960s Batman theme. <laughs> Beautiful. I think that's all you really need. You know, that, just a strong you. motif repertoire of one song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need, because one, you'll get jobs at like ice, ice rinks and baseball stadiums, and two, you'll get the girls. Hell so yeah. Else we all know what the ladies like <laughs> the, batman the 1960s batman theme <laughs> all right with that being said thank you everyone for listening thank you for listening to what, what a pitch, pitch!